It's 2019, a new year in media, movies, TV, and popular culture. And to kick off the new year, it's our annual Oscar prediction special. This is Pop Culture Confidential. Hey guys, this is Christina Yerling-Biro wishing you a very happy new year and welcome back to Pop Culture Confidential. So it's become a bit of a tradition here on the show to kick off the new year with our Oscar prediction special ahead of the nominations that are announced on January 22nd. A Star is Born, Roma, The Favorite, Green Book, where are we in this year's race? To get us completely up to date, I'm so happy to have one of the great film critics and Oscar experts with me here today, Thelma Adams. Thelma Adams has written for the New York Post, New York Times, Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, just to name a few. And she's one of the Oscar experts at Gold Derby. Ms. Adams, thank you so much for joining me and a very happy new year to you. Well, happy new year to you. And now we're, you know, knee deep in the season. Yes. The morning after the Golden Globes, we've already had our bizarre surprises. Yes. As I was just going to say that before we get into the Oscars, we just finished watching the Golden Globes last night. And there were some beautiful moments for me. We had Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman. But reading the comments and critics reviews, people found a lot of things quite weird. (laughs) What surprised you last night? Now, I haven't sat down and read people's responses. I just never, I did not expect Bohemian Rhapsody to win. I thought it was very possible that Rami Malek would win for his role, but I just really didn't anticipate that. And I haven't really sat down and figured out the extent to which A Star is Born was snubbed. That was surprising. Especially with the Golden Globes, who always want those celebrities, right? Yeah, and also they put, you know, they put Bradley Cooper front and center. So he didn't win in any of his categories. And Lady Gaga got her moment because the song won. Um, Right. And so it's going to be now that injected a level of tension into the whole race from here to the night of the Oscars that did not exist before. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself What do you think it means? What does that tension mean? Um, well, everybody was so sure that A Star is Born was the front runner. And now, I mean, as you said, the Hollywood foreign press tend to be very celebrity driven. They want to reward certain people and they didn't reward Bradley Cooper. So then you have to wonder when it goes up against an academy that while it's changing is still full of people who remember all of the other versions of A Star is Born, I think it really bodes, it does not bode well. There's something going on, there are shifts. We see that there's an effort to be inclusive and to include 
men of color and some women of color, but we all, and we see in the room at the Golden Globes, all of these actresses speaking to each other who have been clearly talking to each other saying there has to be change. And yet we see a slate where there are no women directors. So it's a very, it's, it's a very odd time. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. and I think you felt that at the Globes from the very opening with Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh trying so hard to navigate a kind of, to be funny without being insulting. It's such a, a cultural minefield at this moment. And the thing about Bohemian Rhapsody is that it was a huge box office success, but it's so criticized. Everything from being a very simplistic biopic to, to being straight out homophobic, or at least not um, taking uh, Freddie Mercury's homosexuality as seriously as they should, as the criticism says. Right. I honestly did not see the strength of that, although then you have to wonder what's wobbling? Why is, I think, I think the strength of Bohemian Rhapsody is probably a direct result of weakness in A Star is Born. I enjoyed the show. I also write songs. Our lead singer just quit. Then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. Room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. So it's those two against each other is what you're saying. Well, in in one sense, and then you have the favorite, which might which might rise because it's this everybody loves it, you know, these three bravura performances. It's Yorgos Lanthimos, who people, you know, think is a rising star. What you what we kind of know from last night, if we can start there, I think we know that Alfonso Cuaron will get best director. Mm-hmm. I think we the question then becomes is is there going to be are, the, are things going to coalesce around Roma as best picture or is it going to be in foreign language right right and i i it looks to me and i can't you know it looks to me like it's going to be best foreign language pick which leaves a big space a big space in that best picture and who's going to fill it. And what about Green Book? People were pretty surprised that Green Book won the other Golden Globes if it has two separate best picture categories as opposed to the Oscars, and, and they won the best picture in their category. I'm a musician. I'm about to embark on a concert tour in the Deep South. What other experience do you have? Public relations. Do you foresee any issues in working for a black man? You and the Deep South? There's gonna be problems. Promise me you're gonna write me a letter. I promise. Tell me that don't smell good. I've never had fried chicken in my life. You people love the fried chicken. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right? I'm good. Right. I actually predicted that. I have Mm -hmm. since I... It's a hugely audience-pleasing movie. 
with two very strong performances, I think we'll see that Mahershala Ali, who won Best Supporting Actor last night, will go on to win Best Supporting Actor. It does have, it, it has this, and I've been kind of fighting against it. I wrote a piece about how this is not dudes driving Miss Daisy, but there's a narrative, there's a lot of counter narratives to movies this year. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Green Book, even though it has a very strong, two very strong central roles, one is a black man, there's a lot of concern about whether it is in itself, I I don't know if you can go so far as to say racist, but prejudice, why is Mahershala Ali a supporting character, why is Viggo Mortensen the lead, all of these kinds of issues, I think, you know, but you do end up getting a final thing, because the Globes has that separation, it has the comedy, musical, and the drama, which are kind of an odd thing because a star is born which is such a musical it was not in musical right? I mean, to me that's a musical i think that you end up that green book is a contender so in the same right. way that in past years you had moonlight going up against la la land and one one in one category and one one in the other at the golden globes and then they clashed but i still mm-hmm. i gotta say I'm honestly thrown by the Bohemian Rhapsody. That really, that really makes me wonder what the comp- yeah. It would have made more sense if it was a Stars Born and then maybe Green Book, right? Um, you know, and it's possible, um, therefore, that Green Book could very is now very much a contender for Best Picture. Well, let's get we'll get into that a little bit more. But I wanted to ask you about something else that these incredible women that won yesterday, um, Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, and then Lady Gaga, who many predicted who didn't win. But these women will supposedly be in the same category at the Oscars, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they will be head to head. That will be incredibly tight. I can't say what what do you make of that? In terms of Best mm-hmm. Actress, I think that Glenn Close was surprised. She was really surprised. And early on, she was kind of the front runner. Mm-hmm. But nobody's seen The Wife, the movie that she was in. Um, yeah. And many, many more people have seen Olivia Coleman in um, The Favorite. And it's such a kind of, oh, gosh, it's such a wackadoodle performance. Dearest Queen. You are mad, giving me a palace. It is a monstrous extravagance, Mrs. Molly. We are at war. We won. Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. The Queen is an extraordinary person. They were all staring, weren't they? I can tell even if I can't see. And I heard the word fat. Fat. And and ugly. No one but me would dare, and I did not. She's been stalked by tragedy. Everyone leaves me. It's so over the top and excessive and so many different colors and moods and I think that she's the front runner for best actress. So do you think Lady Gaga is out now that she didn't get any of these? I think that everybody, you know, everybody who predicts you're really fighting against your own bias so that often, ha- you often make wrong predictions because you just can't believe something will win. And I, 
<laughs> I am in the minority. I just don't see a star is born. I just don't see it. Going back to what we were talking about for so what you're saying is that you you still think that Olivia Colman has the edge over Glenn Close come Oscar time. I still do, I, but it's a, it's a, it's it's a small you know it's not a big lead. I think she has the edge, and also I mean both women were so gracious. Mm-hmm. But I do think that more people have seen The Favorite, although, and The Favorite, it has all of these great performances, and it works as an entire movie, where I think The Wife is a movie where it's really her performance. Right, right. Her performance isn't great. It's also been, um, she's been snubbed so many times that it's become right. a narrative, of course. Well, you know, right. it's a Swedish director, so we have a special horse in the race there <laughs> um exactly what about some of the other movies that have gotten that are so great really have gotten some um so much good criticism i'm talking about like black panther and black klansman and, and things like that where do you i mean i didn't see any of that at the golden globes but where do you see them coming in at the oscars yeah that's a curious one i'm not going to flip back to my to my uh, predictions i think you're going to see Black Panther get tech awards. I think you'll see Black Klansman mm-hmm. possibly getting a screenplay award. I think you'll see Spike Lee getting a nomination, but he will not win. I don't, you know, as as a best director. Right. Washington is is great in that movie. Adam Driver is great in that movie. There will be a lot of nominations. But I'm not. I'm not seeing other than a screenplay. I'm not really seeing a win for Black Klansman, and Black Panther has the problem of being that big popcorn movie. So it will. It will probably get you know kind of the kind of technical awards. But I'm not. I'm trying to think. I really, you know, it will probably be nominated. It will not win for Best Picture. And there, at the moment, you're seeing Roma win. At the moment, I'm breathing right. deep, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I really don't know. I think it's. I mm-hmm. think that that Roma will win Best Foreign Language, and it will win Best Director. And I, and it's going to be the end of the end of the end of the night before we know what the Best Picture is. And this rising Bohemian Rhapsody, is it just a quirk of the Golden Globes? Or it's not going to win Best Picture. Um, no, that's what I'm, I'm predicting it was a quirk. Yeah, it's a quirk. Okay, so let's go with quirk. But I think that Rami Malek just, just became the front runner for um, Best Actor. Oh, you do. Let's run through actor and supporting real quick. What you think there? Uh, who, who sort of a, a, who you think will be nominated? Um, a few of the names and and who you think will win at the moment? Say best actor, for example. That I, you know, it's neck and neck. Olivia Coleman and Glenn Close. I think it's mm-hmm. Coleman. You know, Lady. I think. Uh, here's my, here's what I my sense of the Lady Gaga. A lot of people. Think she's the front runner, but actors are not so appreciative of non-actors, you know. Right. So, and I didn't think her acting was there, but I am not alone. So Coleman is a British actress who's done a million things. She's really a good actress. So I'm putting her in close up top 
And then Gaga, who, you know, that, it's something I'll just never understand. And I, you know, I, I still don't understand Titanic, <laughs> you know. I would cut the heck out of that movie. So, okay. And I think, you know, can you ever forgive me? Melissa McCarthy should get a nomination. And again, with and I, I'll, I'll bungle this name, Yalitza Aparicio. Aparicio. Oh, that's my dream that she would get a nomination. Yeah. I'm putting her in. That's my dream. That's my dream and hope. Yes. But I again, I, you know, having talked to actresses, working actresses about this category, they, they are very dismissive of people like Gaga, like Yalitza, who don't, who aren't experienced actors. Uh, and what about are, actor right now? Okay. So let me, let me look. Well, Rami Malek. Yeah, he came up there. Vigo, Vigo is fantastic. And he will probably get a nomination. You know, uh, then again, Christian Bale for Vice. What do you say? I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my Vice. Well, George, I, uh, <laughs> I'm the CEO of a large company. I have been Secretary of Defense, and I have been White House Chief of Staff. The Vice Presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs. He, you know, he won, so he's, it looks like the top two contenders would be Bale and Moloch. Yeah, I, Bale, I think, for me, at the moment, has the edge. Okay. And supporting? I think Mahershala Ali is going to win. I think Richard E. Grant, Sam Elliott, and Adam Driver, and Timothy Chalamet will, be the, will make up those five. But it doesn't matter who's the five, because I do think it's going to be Ali. It, you know, Richard E. Grant, possible... I think in that case, honor just to be nominated. Mm-hmm. If there had been an A Star is Born sweep, then maybe possibly a Sam Elliott. There, you know, but that that's what it looks like to me. An actress? Just supporting. straight out best actress? So, I mean, supporting Support, actress. Okay, right. Um, Regina mm-hmm. King. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a lock. Because again, it's a, it's a case of people want to honor Beale Street, and that's where they're going to honor honor that. It may get a screenplay, but I'm not so sure. And it makes me cry because hey, poor Amy Adams, when? Oh, God, yeah. When is she going to get, get her due? She's so good and she's so generous. But I think that she's kind of number two there. I think Claire Foy is fantastic in First Man. She'll be included. And then you have the girls, Rachel Wise and Emma Stone. Who are fantastic, right? And the favorite. Uh, and that's, one, again, one of those odd things when you have two people from the same movie, both good, both deserving, both have won Oscars before. So I, you know, how it's a Sophie's choice between the two of them. Well, Amy Adams may be the Glenn Close of our generation, right? After nine or ten whatever <laughs> snubs, she'll get it. It's a Susan Lucci. She keeps coming right. back and... And she's just, I mean, for me, in Vice, 
Oh, good. I haven't seen that yet, so... I think she's the performance. I think Christian Bale is doing the, I gained a bunch of weight and I'm doing all of the... But Amy Adams makes Lynn Cheney a human. You see a world behind her eyes. It's not a caricature. And so to me, again, she's just pulled someone very different from herself out of the bag and made her real. Now, do you see between at this time of year, sort of between the Golden Globes and when everything starts happening and, and, and the wrong movies win and SAG and everything starts coming, there's always a, a couple of sort of controversies that come up, movies that all of a sudden everyone says no and backlashes or actors. Do you see any of that coming on the horizon? Well, I think it already exists. Mm-hmm. It very much already exists. The Green Book issue you know, is this another driving Miss Daisy or the white man saving racism? Yeah, the white of. man gets gets it refers to the white man, and you know, in fact, it was based on on the at the Golden Globes. It was the son of Viggo Mortensen's character who has really pushed it through, and it has been a part of the making of the film. So it makes kind of sense. It was his dad, right. was you know, was the white man. So there's that controversy. Again, there's a lot of controversy with Roma still, you know, the acceptance of Netflix. Oh, really? They're still talking about that. I think the Bohemian Rhapsody conflict about whether they depicted his sexuality correctly or, uh, you know, whatever that kind of, you know, that, that seems to, that will still... And the whole day, and the whole Brian Singer that he was the first right. director and controversy surrounding his sort of sexual assault allegations and then, but I mean the the main thing for me about Bohemian Rhapsody, if I can and be honest, and besides those things, is I just think it's a really simplistic and boring biopic. I mean the music is great because Queen's music is great and Rami does a great job, but it's just so I don't know. <laughs> It's just so mundane, I think is yeah, what you're saying. Exactly. Um, yeah. I you know, I I I agree. So, you know, and also the larger the, there's going to be still controversy not over a single picture, but the fact that we've got to get a female director in that spot. Before I go on to a few of the last questions, is there any of the categories that you see coming at the Oscars that you that there's something interesting that, that you would like to bring up? I, you know, it's funny. It, it's interesting. It's just, it's just such a year in transition. So a movie that initially was like, oh, First Man, the best movie of the year. Yes, what happened? I didn't think it was the best movie of the year. Certainly, Damien Chazelle, an excellent director. He's he's gotten a lot of attention early in his career, but this one is kind of DOA, and part of it is because this is not the year of the white man hero, and I'm not sure if that is what is hurting. Also, A Star Is Born, because if you're going to say that Green Book is really about a white man rescuing a black man. Certainly you have to say A Star is Born, even though is more about Bradley Cooper's character than the, than the star who's born. 
between now and then, that lots of things are going to happen. All the SAG awards will will get a clearer picture. But one thing the Oscars have to do in a short amount of time is that they have to make a decision on a host or get a host or have no host. What do you make of this whole non-host situation? I almost think that they will go back to one of those years of rotating hosts where they maybe have, you know, um, Mm -hmm. some kind of musical number to start it or something that's not so, you know, it's not one person or get someone like Hugh Jackman, someone who's an entertainer, who then hands it off through the night to other people. I, you know, at this point, or they can go back to someone that they've that they've gone to before, but it is it is the most thankless job in Hollywood. So that it's, narrative is true that no one wants the job. No one wants the job anymore. If you remember, like the first year Letterman did it, and then he just got hammered. Right. Or you know, yeah, no one wants it. And I'll tell you what, one of the reasons why. If you if you're supposed to be doing comedy, right, and you're supposed to be funny and fast on your feet. You're, you're facing the coldest room possible because it's all of these stars, they've spent all day getting dressed up. They've had a little bit too much to smoke like Jeff Bridges or a little bit too much to drink out of nervousness early in the evening. And they're, they're not receptive to things that are funny. They just aren't. It's a very cold room and full of icons. So it's a really, really tough thing. I, you know, I would say Stephen Colbert would be good, mm-hmm. but Stephen Colbert is um, a polit. You know, he all he does is talk politics. Yeah, they just they just say, and they also understand that they say no, that they don't want to. The pay is low, and as you're saying, the room is cold, and it's really thankless. And and, but I am so because I remember. I mean, I've watched the Oscars all my life, but when I was a you know kid growing up, all those years with like. Billy Crystal and they all seem to love it and light on their feet and everything and all of a sudden something happened around those Letterman years well it was like no one wanted to do it anymore well yeah I mean okay so if you go back like Bob Hope did it forever yeah Carson it was lovely it was funny Johnny Carson you know these were people who hosted wasn't a problem they did it year in year out and you kind of see like when you like the highlight of last night with Carol Burnett, you see that there was a kind of respect in the room for the host that kind of doesn't exist anymore. And I love someone like Chris Rock to host. I'll even go Ricky Gervais. Yeah, um, me too. I if you know, ask me, it would be Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. Oh, God, yeah. Well, one thinks, I mean, everyone wants them, so they must have said no, right? Uh, I mean, that's not an idea. That they, that must have, the Academy must have tried to get the, these women who are... Maybe it's just the idea that who needs, it takes months of their lives. Exactly. And it's thankless. And it, it's potentially damaging. You know, right. you really face a lot of criticism. And now... There's so much attention on the Oscars, not just the way it always was, where, you know, everybody watched, you know, it used to be everybody watched, not so much anymore, but there's so much journalistic attention. Like maybe, you know, before the Times would cover, you know, write a piece about what happened. 
now they, they Times have even the New York Times has reporters on every red carpet through this whole season. So interesting, a year where we're usually at this point, we know a little bit more, but um, we don't know. And uh, uh, we'll just have to keep looking at your predictions, which always are very accurate at the end of the day after. So thank you so much for joining me. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much to Thelma Adams. You can follow her predictions on goldderby.com and links to her articles, novels, and writing on thelmaadams.com. And thank you so much for joining us here again on Pop Culture Confidential in 2019. We have so many cool interviews coming up, and we will, of course, keep our eye on the Oscar race. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a minute, please rate us. It really helps others to find Pop Culture Confidential. This episode was edited by Catherine Lundell, and I'm Christina Jörling-Biro. See you soon. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.